You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio with your host, Patrick Donahoe. You know, there's solutions out there to every one of the financial problems that Americans are facing today, and those solutions are right underneath their nose. The Infinite Banking concept has helped hundreds of thousands of individuals manage their hard-earned money effectively using time-tested financial principles that cannot fail. The intent of this podcast is to awaken these time-tested principles and reinstate certainty into the financial makeup of Americans. Our society is saturated in debt. Our portfolios are made up of the same speculative investments and theories that have failed us time and time again. The banking and securities industries have ruled financial planning for decades, and the only true benefactors are them. The infinite banking concept has proven to be the ideal solution. Network, uh, glad that you're with us. For those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, please go back and download our previous podcast. There's a lot of information on there. Uh, we actually just wrote a new article, and it's on uh, a new webpage that we have, which is www.beyourbank.com. And it's you know an article that talks a lot about how individuals have used insurance, talks about uh, the real estate industry and how real estate is is similar to to insurance. It's pretty pretty interesting. It has a lot of different references in there. So so definitely check that out. Uh, if you want a physical copy, you can also uh, give us a ring at 800-870-8670. Uh, for more information about our company and the process that we use, please visit www.paradigmlife.net. Uh, we announced last week that we are doing a live a live conference in the next few weeks. A uh, few weeks, it's on March 12th. And Nelson Nash, who is the uh, the individual who conceptualized the infinite banking concept, is coming into town, and he's uh, he's 80, 80 years old, I think, and but he's still alive alive and kicking, and uh, it's going to be great to have him here. We actually have about five spots left. Uh, if you would like to, to give us a ring or shoot us an email and let us know uh, if you'd like to attend, it's a free conference. We're going to provide uh, breakfast and lunch, and uh, the phone number to call us again is 800-870-8670. Or you can email us at info at paradigmlife.net. That's P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M. All right. Well, I have, I, I'm, I'm a little intimidated today, and, and my kind of nerves are, are on cloud nine. Uh, we, we have some, some individuals in the office who I have a great deal of respect for and, uh, and admiration for. They, uh, they are the, the president, the vice president of marketing, and the regional, John, what's your, t- what's your, Regional director. Regional director. Regional director from from Mutual Trust Life Insurance Company, who uh, who we we use uh, for for building infinite banking policies. And so I'm glad to have you here, guys. Thank you, thank you for coming out to Salt Lake City. I'm, I'm sure it's a cha- change from from Chicago, right? The bone chill, the bone chill of Chicago, right? But um, but I, I'm just gonna you know we're gonna go into a little bit about the insurance industry. This is your guys' e- expertise. I mean, you're you're in the business every, every single day. You know the inner workings. You know the market. Uh, you know what's on the horizon and so forth. And so I, it it intrigues me because I love I love what I do and I love you know what what I sell. And I always have lots of different questions and so forth, but I'm not going to get into those those you know detailed questions. I'm just going to ask you know generally about about the insurance uh, industry. So, um, and as most of everybody that's listening, if if you don't know, uh, we we do sell uh, an insurance policy, and uh, we we build it in a way that it has some unique benefits that the insurance sometimes does not have, and uh, and MTL has has an amazing product that we that we use in order to do that. So, kind of transitioning into into questions. What I mean, how have you guys seen insurance evolve over, over the years? 
Guys, I said guys. I wasn't specific. I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, this is Ed. Ed. Ed Hughes. Ed yes. Hughes. It's great to be here with you and uh, and 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 have this opportunity to be on your podcast. Uh, I started in the in the life insurance industry as an agent in 1971. Wow. And uh, so uh, I have seen it evolve. I can imagine. I can imagine. And I think the, uh, the, the, the biggest area that I, I've seen a change in, uh, Patrick, is uh, constant, more of a concentration on the living benefits of a life insurance policy, mm-hmm. not just uh, uh, this is something that uh, you have to die to, 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 uh, to receive any kind of benefit mm-hmm. for, the, for the beneficiary to receive mm-hmm. it. Uh, today, uh, we see a lot of uses. Uh, particularly of cash value life insurance policies, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they can range everywhere from just you know helping people through transitional times mm-hmm. to uh, uh, business opportunities, mm-hmm. and and the list goes on and on and yeah. on. But, well, insurance has always been a a, a, a certainty because insurance is a, is a is a contract, right? And so there's two parties that are bound. Obviously, it's unilateral. So you have the person that pays. The insured or the owner, and then you have the insurance company who's on the hook if they, you know, for now. There and from to my knowledge, maybe you guys know it's different, but there's never been an insurance contract that has ever not paid paid a claim in the history of the United States. That's at least what I've what I've heard. That's that's correct, Patrick. There has never been uh, anybody who's lost uh, their their policy or their benefits uh, through a life insurance contract. There have been companies that that have gone under yep. uh, over yep. the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know there is a, a network of uh, guarantee associations mm-hmm. in the various states that uh, you know other companies pay into. So mm-hmm. if you do get a company that does uh, have a problem, uh, you know that guarantee association will make sure you get your benefits and your contract. Awesome. Well, I mean, and, and you obviously kind of going back to the original question. I mean, you you look at just the volatility and, and the cyclical nature of of the market. I mean, it really wasn't until what 1950s, 1960s, where people started utilizing more equities. Uh, for for their retirement and for savings, as opposed to kind of the traditional their traditional vehicles, and I guess it worked. I mean, it worked well for I mean I don't know however many decades, right? But but now we're seeing a lot of different volatility. Did you you know maybe in the booms and busts as you were in in the industry, have, did you see people kind of start to use it, then back off because they wanted to put money in the market, start to use it, back off and put money in the market? Do you see kind of a back and forth over that period of time? John? Well, I think what we've seen, it, uh, you know, Patrick, is almost a uh, uh, concept of what what was old is new again. And yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. Uh, really uh, back when uh, when I started and Ed, we started in the business, we were probably selling basically the product that now is back in vogue, if you will. That's and interesting. That's permanent uh, participating whole life insurance with guarantees. Wow. And uh, we've gone through the cycle in that period of time to uh, to all sorts of different products that the industry has tried to make more attractive, yeah. and uh, a few have really done what they said they're going to do. The yeah. participating whole life insurance has been there throughout all this, and it's has done what it said it's going to do. And now people are back because I guess because of the the shock of 2008, and and things haven't worked out. That now uh, yeah. they're saying. Gee, these guarantees are not so bad. Not so bad. Insurance companies are are guarantees, and we're even seeing uh, some of the uh, 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 money type magazines are saying, 
hey, maybe a good place to put your money is uh, yeah. permanent cash value life insurance, which 10 years ago, oh, uh, we wouldn't have Even heard. five years ago, it's sure. unheard of. Because there's a lot, I mean, sure. there's there's media for everything, but there's a lot of right. media out there that does not like does not like insurance, right? But no, it's, you know, I, I think that there's something to to knowing that there's certainty, know that, that knowing that there's there's guarantees, especially, you know, when, when somebody actually experiences a loss. Then they recognize, wow! If I only had a guarantee, and and you know, I think, oh, what was it? It was Bar- it was Barclays, and they come out with some report every every single year. But they're talking about you know a lot of different funds trying to incorporate guarantees. I mean, it sounds just like a variable variable annuity or variable insurance policy. But they're trying to incorporate different guarantees in there because that's what people are are starving for these days because of what happened in two thousand. 2008. But well, another another thing that I've kind of researched over the last uh, last year or so is just you know how how 2008 happened. I mean, it was I was in the mortgage industry uh, during 2007, which kind of caused the whole whole downturn. And I mean, it, it happened so quick that I knew that it wasn't just some happenstance. I mean, I knew that it wasn't just some some fluke. Right? And so I did a lot of study based on what happened in the over-lending, the over-leveraging, and, and so forth. And in that study, I came across a lot of why individuals started to invest in, in the market. I mean, if you look at the time period between 1980 and 1999, there were only three, three losing years in, uh, in the market. And this Barclays study that I, that I read bits and pieces of, you have to pay like 300 bucks to read it unless you're a Barclays, a Barclays client. But it talked a lot about this, this baby boomer demographic and the whole issue of supply and demand in the stock market. And because, you know, during the late 70s, early 80s, there were so many people putting money into the market, it inflated a lot of different industries, right? And now we're starting to see the deflation, deflation there. So again, we're, I, I, people have to understand and agree that there's going to be downturns in the future as well. And obviously insurance adds, adds a perfect hedge to protect yourself from those, down, those downturns. Right. So is that I mean, have you seen that that those kind of paradigm and mentality shifts over time as as people have lost money and then they try to scramble to figure out what to do? Sure. I think, uh, Patrick, that is something that's happened uh, throughout time. And one of the things I'm hoping this time around is people have longer memories. Because, uh, uh, I remember uh, I've been in the industry almost as long as Ed has. And, and to me, one of the biggest bubbles, again, was back in 1987, October 87. Yeah. Huge drop in the stock market. Yeah. I think it went down something like 30 percent in a day yeah no. uh, and uh, everybody said well that's going to be it for the market that's going to be it for variable products yeah. and uh it wasn't like two or three years later everybody was back in yeah no kidding uh, and so like, like you said there's only been three down years but the yeah. down years have been huge big. and then you had you know 2000 with the dot-com bubble right because that was the new thing is everybody wanted money in this that and the other internet company right and those companies were just hugely hugely overvalued and i'm hope i mean yeah we say that we want people to have a longer memory but it seems like people are just you know they don't really have memories these days (laughs) well well, i think you know the only thing that's for certain that i can see is that there's going to be another bubble yeah i mean no no matter what we try to regulate or what we try to change Mm -hmm. there's going to be another bubble Mm -hmm. and we're not going to you know, I don't know what it's going to be, uh, but it'll be there. Uh, people that get in early will make a lot of money. Yep. But the most most of the people will come in too late, yeah. and, and they're going to lose a lot of money. And they know it's it's kind of the hindsight question, right? They know that hey, 
AIG was at you know dollar thirty seven a share, and I could have bought then, and now it's worth thirty dollars. I mean, you, in hindsight, you can always see the cycle, right? You can always see the boom and the bust. Right. But in foresight, I mean, who the heck knows what's what's going to happen? Right. And even if you can see what's going to happen, you, you never know when it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you yeah. think you're riding a wave, and it's going to last a while. But as we saw with two thousand eight, when it hits, it hits quickly. Yep. And there's no turning back when, once it starts. Yep. Uh, so I, I think you know. Uh, you know, just like anything else, I think people need to diversify their assets. Yep. Uh, life insurance provides a great guarantee. And I've always, you know, personally, uh, always been a big advocate of whole life insurance because mm-hmm. to me it's a, one of the perfect buy and hold assets that there are out there. Yep. You pay your premium, the cash value grows guaranteed. Uh, if it's participating whole life, you get a dividend every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to think about it. Yeah. You know, some of these other products that came out over the years... Uh, I think the, one of the problems was that people had to monitor it more closely. And so if you didn't you know, increase your premium when you're supposed to, or if you didn't realize the market came down and it's going to affect your values, uh, all of a sudden those policies lapsed and people were left with, with no coverage. Well, it was all based on the, the whole principle of speculation as well. Because I know you're referring to you know, variable and indexed, indexed UL, universal life. But it's just based on that premise of I want a huge, huge rate of return, right? Right, and I'm not saying that people don't earn high rates of return because they they do, but not very many people earn them, and if they earn them, they lose them a couple years later. Exactly, and that's why again, you know, high rates of return carry high risk, and people yeah. don't always see that, uh, especially when things keep going up, up, up. Yeah, they forget about the risk factor. Yeah, and then when it comes back and it hits them, uh, it does hit hard. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I think you really should diversify into a broad range of assets. And like I said, whole life provides a good sort of a, a good fixed income kind of asset. Yeah. And, my, and a big thing that I advocate, and you know, I think that it's it's one of the amazing principles of the banking infinite banking concept, is just the fact that you know most retirement plans these days are set up and are extremely illiquid. And obviously, the big ticket purchases that people are going to have in life, they've surrendered to going into debt for them, and that. That action is is widely practiced, and it's unfortunate because it continues to get worse and worse and compound, right? Yes. And I think that just the banking concept, which really puts the stewardship of purchasing things back into the hands of an individual. Because I mean, think about it: when the whole downturn in the market, I'm not saying that all mutual fund managers are bad, but it's like they're not managing their money; they're managing other people's other people's money. No one looks after our money as well as we do, because we're the we're the ones that 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 uh, sweat the sweat and bled and had the tears, right? Blood, sweat, and tears. So, I mean, we're the individuals that earn that money. And once we give it away to somebody else that didn't earn it, right, you lose stewardship over that over that money. And obviously, utilizing the cash value of insurance and utilizing those living benefits that you were talking about, Ed, helps individuals never have to go into to debt. And that's a profound, profound statement. Even if you have money in just a, a specific and guaranteed vehicle and having no debt, it's profound what type of numbers can, can grow over time. Well, and it, uh, it, it, in essence, gives you a, a permission slip to, to, to move into more speculative investments if you know that you're well-positioned, well-grounded, yeah. both, for your, both for your family and yourself. And uh, th- then, once that's covered, then you can move into some uh, other areas yeah. that, and I'm, that make sense. I mean, think about it. Just think, I mean, think if just everyone stopped investing in the market, investing in mutual funds. I mean, we'd, we'd probably have to move, learn Spanish and move to Mexico. I know Spanish. I know you guys don't, so I could teach you if you want. No, but I mean, it, think about it. it the, our whole, all the major businesses today are, are mainly public companies, and they thrive, you know, on being able to, to sell shares. So, yes. 
And it's, I mean, I'm not, we're not here to talk about how businesses work and so forth. But at the same time, it's, it's, a very, it's a very speculative game. And it's been proven time and time again. And, you know, like you said, uh, Steve, it's, it's going to happen in the, in the future as well, right? I believe that's true. Yeah. Right. So, well, this, one, one of the questions that I oftentimes get as, you know, we're setting up individuals and creating their plan and so forth is the whole debacle with, with AIG, Right, and I know that you know they they made some some very very bad decisions, but it's given insurance kind of a, a bad name, so to speak. How how have you guys seen that affect just insurance in general, or the insurance industry in general? Well, I, I think Patrick, the one thing that I've seen is is you know people need to understand that the the problems with AIG were not with their life insurance subsidiaries. Uh, AIG went into a, a line of business that was just totally unregulated. And essentially, it was a gamble. Yeah. They essentially guaranteed bond payments. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they gave it a fancy name, a credit default swap. Yeah. But basically, what they're saying is if somebody defaulted on a bond, we would make good at it. Yep. Basically, what they're leveraging, they're one of the few companies that had a AAA rating. So they were able to leverage that AAA rating to, to sell this product. Mm-hmm. And they, they priced it in such a way that they felt like they would never get a loss. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, you know, they started just guaranteeing some very high quality debt. And they started to move down the curve a little bit to where they started to guarantee all these subprime uh, mortgage packages, the, yep. the, the, those collateralized mortgage obligations. Yep. And uh, when that started to fall apart, all of a sudden, you know, um, that, that started to crumble. And the whole credit default, it was basically to insure somebody that owned a bond. Right. But then they started selling the insurance to people that didn't own own the bond. Right, it became, yeah, it became very it's speculative. Crazy, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, I gotta tell you, they didn't know what they were buying. No, yeah. Uh, AIG didn't know what they were selling. Uh, and like <laughs> I said, it was just highly unregulated. Sure. Uh, so, but unfortunately they were an insurance company. And so everybody kind of lumped all insurance companies into AIG yep. at, at first. I think over time people have realized that this was a very small segment of AIG, but yeah. it had like a huge part huge of, their impact. Bit, yep. bit of their business. Yeah. So over time, I think the life insurance companies have come through it as, okay, we're not AIG. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been very beneficial. And I think as a matter of fact, I, you probably see some in the media now that, you know, it's, it's true that we came through this whole experience much better than the banks. Oh yeah. Uh, and I would say even mutual insurance companies came through it better than a lot of the stock insurance companies. Yep. Uh, so mutual trust, we're one of the, uh, uh, we are a mutual life insurance company. That allows us to look more long term. Yep. Uh, so we're not beholden to Wall Street and quarterly earnings targets. Uh, so uh, insurance is a long term contract. Patrick, and you bought your policy with us. You know, we essentially said we're going to be here 50 years from now because yeah. uh, you're a healthy guy and you're going to live at least that long. Or more. <laughs> uh, so uh, we want to make sure we're around to pay those claims yeah. when, when they come due. Yeah. Or to t- when you want to take advantage of some of the li- living benefits of the policy uh, that, they're, that, that we're able to take care of those. And, that's, and, and you know how people are. I mean, they, they obviously create associations based on certain bad bad news. And that's, I mean, that's, that's what I always tell individuals. I just wanted to hear it from... The horses, the horses. <laughs> I'm glad you choose that end of the horse. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. No, but that's. I mean, I've I, I I've looked. I've always been fascinated with the nature of how how people invest, especially how very successful companies invest. And obviously, insurance. I've always had a very conservative investment investment model, and that's something that's always attracted me because I know that you know what whatever happens in this end of the market or that end of the market. I mean, insurance is always going to be protected. And obviously, what you refer to. I mean, insurance companies are have a lot more regular. Well, I wouldn't say more regulation, but a lot different regulation, more conservative regulation than, than banks do. 
Co- correct. Yeah. I mean, and you talked about our investment strategy. Uh, you know, most insurance companies invest primarily in, in high-grade bonds. Uh, our bond portfolio, I think, is uh, 94% of it is investment grade. Uh, I think the industry is over 90%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do have some little more high-yield stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that we, um, you know, the insurance industry understands that, you know, we need to be here for the long term. And so we don't get involved in a lot of speculative type of things like equities, which, uh, you know, if we needed to make a lot of payments last year when equities were down, yeah. that could have been very detrimental. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, well, guys, I appreciate I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're coming up on about 20 minutes. I, I appreciate you being here. I really, I really do. And uh, it's, it's, MTL is an awesome company. I, have, I actually have all of my policies uh, with MTL, policies on my kids and policies on my wife. And, and uh, it's an amazing company to, do, to biz, do business with. And I'm glad you guys are out here. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening today. We'll be back uh, back next week. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, please go back and listen to our previous podcasts. Uh, again, for the Nelson Nash Conference that's uh, that's coming up on March 12th, we do have a few spots open. So please give us a call uh, to reserve a seat. It's a free event. We're providing breakfast and lunch. And again, the phone number to register is 800-870-8670. Or you can email us at info at net. That's P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M-L-I-F-E dot net. Uh, also, for our new article, please visit www.beyourbank.com. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you next week.